Hello and welcome to season three in 2023 of Filled with His Love. So today, uh, if you look at the very first chapters of the New Testament, they really focus on love. We might even call them introduction to attachment. Think of it. God the Father loved us so much that he gave his only begotten Son. The birth of the Savior was a dual manifestation of love. The love our Heavenly Father has for us, that he would give his Son, and the love that Jesus had for us and for his Father to come here and perform his saving mission. So, before the world ever was, he voluntarily offered himself to the Father to come to earth so he could save us. All out of love. Now, Satan, on the other hand, was the chief narcissist wanting to hog all the glory for himself. What an incredible contrast. Jesus, the epitome of selflessness, and Satan, the personification of egocentric greed. We went with some family members last week to see the Savior of the World performed in the theater at the conference center in Salt Lake. We had not seen the stirring performance uh, of the birth of the Savior for years, and we loved it. Following the presentation, my daughter-in-law said, I especially liked the portrayal of Zacharias and Elizabeth. Now you remember that these were the parents of John the Baptist, and their depiction in the play was extremely convincing. They looked very old, for one thing. We didn't have time to quiz my daughter-in-law about why she liked the scene so much. One reason might have been that she was inspired by Elizabeth's faith because it appeared that Elizabeth totally believed that she would have the child the Lord had promised that they would have. It might also have been that my daughter-in-law related to Zacharias and his difficulty in accepting the message from Gabriel. After all, if an angel visited you in your declining years and announced that your wife was going to bear a child, you would probably respond just like Zacharias did. In the verse 18, it says, And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. In other words, Zacharias couldn't believe the angel, even though he had been praying for offspring all of his life. Then Gabriel said, This is how you'll know what I am saying is true. Quote, Thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. This is in Luke 1 and 20. So I recognize that we all, we usually interpret Zacharias being struck dumb as a direct punishment from God, and perhaps that that is the correct interpretation, that a punishment because he just wouldn't believe. But when Zacharias uh, exited the temple, the people saw him immediately and recognized that something special had happened. He had never stayed that long in the temple, and his countenance must have shown that he had experienced a divine encounter. I've wondered what would have happened if Zacharias had announced to everyone, as he exited the temple, that his wife Elizabeth was about to have a baby. They likely would have looked at him as if he had lost his mind. But he could not announce anything because he was dumb. He could not speak. And I'm certain that as his speechless condition continued, his witness of the angel's words strengthened. We can look at this episode in many ways, 
but I want to focus on the insights we can gain about relationships. We have no record of how Elizabeth was informed that she would conceive. My hunch is that Zacharias, since he could not speak, sent her a text, <laughs> or wrote on a scroll, perhaps. But she must have been at least as shocked as her husband had been with the news. After all, Elizabeth was the one who would need to give birth at such an advanced age. So the impossible kept happening. Elizabeth bore John, and Mary bore Jesus. Now let's look at some of the relationship lessons in these first few chapters of Matthew and Luke. So, number one, listen to and believe in another. Zacharias listened to Gabriel but had difficulty believing. Elizabeth apparently had no difficulty receiving the message or believing in the truth her husband had received. Mary believed Gabriel with no apparent struggle. Joseph also believed the angelic message and married his already pregnant fiancée, going against all Jewish law. Careful listening and powerful believing. These are lessons we can draw from these episodes in these first chapters. Careful listening and powerful or complete believing. Number two, exercise faith in God. When we exercise our faith in Jesus Christ, we will draw closer together and become unified. Zacharias and Elizabeth became united in bringing John the Baptist into the world. Mary and Joseph became united in bringing Jesus into the world. The more they exercised their faith in the impossible, the more possible it became. And the closer they drew to the Lord, the closer he drew to them. If you haven't seen the scene in the beginning episode of The Chosen, where Joseph brings Mary into the stable and they have Jesus and lay him in a manger, the way that Joseph treats Mary in that episode is inspiring. They were totally one. They knew they both had had an angelic visit, and they knew that Jesus would be born, that he would be the Savior of the world. So, number three lesson, support each other in love. Elizabeth supported Mary in her pregnancy. Elizabeth was a relative of Mary. It says cousins, but cousins really means relative of some sort. So, how close they were, we're not sure, but maybe Let's assume she, Elizabeth was a great aunt to Mary. And Mary felt so comfortable in the presence of Elizabeth that the two stayed together for three months of their pregnancies. Each had a burden to bear. Mary was very young. Elizabeth was very old. They needed each other for support, and they gave it to each other. There is so much to consider in these first chapters of Matthew and Luke. We learn about the divine attachment between God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. The attachment between married couples, Mary and Joseph, and Elizabeth and Zacharias. The parent-child attachment that Jesus had with Mary and Joseph, and John the Baptist had with Elizabeth and Zacharias. And the attachment between friends or cousins like Elizabeth and Mary. Think of how the stories of John the Baptist and Jesus would have been dramatically different if these attachments had not been healthy, enduring attachments. Neither the, John the Baptist or Jesus could have accomplished their mission if they had not been conceived and reared in love. So what does all this mean for us? Well, 
I would be surprised if there is anyone who could not improve a relationship based upon the three lessons I mentioned. We could all be better listeners, not just better listeners, but listeners who really believe in what our loved one is saying. We could all exercise more faith in God that he might help us accomplish what might at first seem impossible. And that happens to all of us in our lives. We all have these things that happen in our life that seem unconquerable, impossible. We can't face them. It's difficult. But this, these two little chapters help us understand that with God, nothing is impossible. And we could all lend a little more support to a family member or friend who needs to be strengthened, like Elizabeth did with Mary. We've likely read the first chapters of Matthew and Luke many times, but I hope you'll take a moment to look at these words you've read through the lens of attachment relationships. You've read them many times before, but just think about what it says to us about the importance of loving family relationships, loving friend relationships, and loving relationships with the Lord. Personally, I was amazed at how many messages I could find in these verses that could help us have more satisfying, joyful relationships with each other and with God. My prayer is that we will all look at the New Testament with new eyes as we read it this year and think about how it can help us love more and receive love in more powerful ways. I hope to see you next time. I will always see